The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. I love mixing it up by betting against the spread, taking the over on Giannis's points every chance I get, and more exclusive bets like the two by three, two threes scored in the first three minutes. Plus FanDuel even lets you combine bets like those for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash blue wire. That's fanduel.com slash blue wire to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Virginia. I'm trying to use my TikTok as a platform to give people the courage to simplify things down and just use what's in front of them to be able to create something meaningful for, for themselves. What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. Today, I have Robert Croak on the pod, you guys. Um, This episode is so good. Okay, so here's what happened. Um... Okay. So Robert Croak, he is the creator of silly bands. So if you remember what those are, the little silly bracelets, um, kids were like collecting them, wearing them. Adults started wearing them too. Um, they grew like, like there was like a, a silly bands, like craze. It was like a phenomenon. These things were like everywhere. So he's the creator of it. So I am scrolling on TikTok. And this video comes along my feed and it's like the top three, something, something, da, 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 for success or da, da, da. And I listened and watched the video and I liked what he had to say. So I click on this guy's page. This is how I found him. And I'm looking at his pages, all these tips, tricks, whatever. And I'm like, this guy's really interesting. And so I remember I looked at his page and I sent him to my assistant and I'm like, let's get this guy on the podcast. I want to talk to him and see how he created this silly bands thing and what he's up to now. So I remember I think I sent her a screenshot of his page and he had 184 K on TikTok at the time. So then I think he, he literally responds immediately. We do the interview like two days later, not even like I sent her his uh, stuff. I think it was on Tuesday and today is Thursday. So that's how quick this turnaround was for this interview. And it's typically not that way. But so I click on his page to like do some research, you know, an hour before the interview and He's at like 400K. So in the course of two days, this guy is going viral to, if you know who Alex Earl is, like to the same beat almost as, as Alex Earl is. He's like going crazy viral right now. So he's hitting now, he's at, he's doubled his following in 
two days. And I'm like, okay, this is wild. So anyways, we just had this like really interesting conversation, which we're going to get into right now, but so many golden nuggets on how many times this guy has found and created success is kind of mind blowing. Uh, so let's get into it. Here we go. Welcome back to the very best self podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown, and we are back today. I have Robert croak on the podcast. I am so excited to have you on. I kind of stumbled across you on the, you know, the corner of the internet that is TikTok. Um, and so you are the creator of silly bands for anyone who does not remember or recall the crazy, like fanatic. I mean, people went nuts over these silly bands, which were kind of, I guess, geared first towards kids, but I think adults really got into it as well. Um, these silicone bands that made shapes and then you could wear them as bracelets. But anyways, he's the founder, um, among many other things that he does. And, uh, I'm so excited to have you on Robert. Why? Thank you. Yes. It's crazy seeing silly bands make the comeback now and everyone that loved them 10 years ago that were 12, 13, 14 years old. Now they're in their mid twenties. So it's all the rage for the, let's call it 19 to 28 year old women right now that are into fashion and stuff like that. And with the whole Y2K movement, it's just a perfect storm for silly bands this time around. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's so many questions that I have that I want to ask you. Um, but so you have been an entrepreneur for basically, I, I guess, as long as you can remember. Uh, yeah. So the idea of silly bands, like we're talking a piece of silicone that is a shape if you let it sit flat on a desk, but then you can wear it as a bracelet. Yeah. I see him on your wrist right now. Um, mm -hmm. so how did this idea pop into your mind? And then I, yeah. Oh, there's palm tree. I love it. A palm tree because I'm looking to get a beach house in Miami. So this is my daily inspiration. Oh so yes. Okay. So silly bands are also great for manifestation. I love it. <laughs> it really is. Cause a lot of people wear them for manifestation or for the color that matches their outfit. But manifestation has been a big thing with silly bands this time around. And it's really kind of great because I've always done it that way. Whatever I'm working and thinking on, I have them on my wrist as that reminder. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I love that. So, so here's the thing. This is what I want to know. I saw, I know one of your TikToks that was like, um, you know, you had this idea for silly bands and you brought it to your team and they're like, that's nuts. That will never work. Like what? And people thought you were crazy. So what was that experience like and how did you convince them to get on board? And it, how long did it take from concept? Like when did it go crazy and how did that happen? Yeah. So the backstory with silly bands is that I was, and I didn't get the national or worldwide attention that I did with silly bands, but I was the first company to take the Livestrong bracelets, the silicone bracelets and make them for other charities. And that really went global. It was a huge success because so many other companies wanted to use those for fundraisers. Then they became a, a very big um, fashion statement and fashion accessory. So fast forward like seven years, six or seven years, I was in China for a product show and I saw these little shaped rubber bands. They didn't have much detail, but they were shaped. And I was like, that's interesting. And they were in this package and they were meant for like office use, like a regular rubber band. And that was when the light went off. And I was like, man, if these were really highly detailed and bigger and thicker to be worn for bracelets, that would be so cool because kids could collect them and trade them and all that. So we started the process, found a factory, got working on it, you know, came up with the name Silly Bands, got the website live. And then, you know, the news, the news channel for those couple of years that it was really hot back then, they made it sound like it was this overnight success and it couldn't be any further from the truth. Nothing and so basically, 
We launched four. Yeah, we launched four styles. They were doing okay. We're getting a couple orders here, a couple orders there. And then one of the local Learning Express stores reached out to our office and they were like, and at that point, we were only direct to consumer. And they were like, hey, we heard about these silly bands. Kids are coming in here asking, what's the minimum order quantity? And I was like, uh, 48 packs. And they were like, okay, great. Um, we need an order for three stores. We put them in their stores. They sold out like in the first couple of days. They reordered. Then they went regional with them. But the key to the craze around silly bands at the time was Facebook. If you would have looked at, a, at the diagram of the Facebook metrics, where it grew, it was really where I was from, Toledo, Ohio. Birmingham, Alabama, in this small city in New Jersey, where they just went crazy. And then eventually it all just connected the dots and everyone had to have them. And we went from a 17 person company to over 3000 people in the course of four months. Wow. Yeah. So it was a, a lesson in, there were a lot of lessons to be learned. And I made a lot of mistakes because I'd already run a lot of businesses and been successful but I had never been at that level and I didn't hire experts fast enough and I didn't bring in enough people at the top soon enough because we were just trying to hang on, you know, for our dear life every single day. I mean, it was so crazy that during like the height of silly bands, I remember one specific day, Katie Couric's team reached out to interview me and I had hundreds of interviews lined up, but I was like, I can't leave. There's just no way. So Katie Couric's team came to my warehouse and the day before we needed to hire a bunch more people. It was so crazy. So Katie Couric's team came to our warehouse and they actually filmed it where I went to Office Max and got the Hello, My Name Is stickers. Literally, we did a Facebook post. Hey, looking for part-time staff. Anyone come to this address tomorrow morning from nine to 11. We had like 200 people in line and I just walked through and said, you're hired, you're hired to the people that I talked to for a second. And it was so crazy that we had to have trucks in the alley. We went and bought all these picnic tables and just Ikea and like Home Depot tables for people to sit on because we had no more room in the buildings. So it was, it was crazy times back then. And the scale part of it was just one of the biggest learning lessons that I, that I figured out. And that has come along with me throughout this big journey that I've been on for the last 12 years. So it's, it's, it's great, but that's kind of the backstory of how it happened. It's insane. And it, you know, reached, you know, partnerships with Justin Bieber, partnerships with the Kardashians, um, you know, all around this silicone band. And it is crazy, even crazier to think about, because I've kind of like thought about this in my mind is just like how inexpensive they must be to make. And then well, to yeah, they're, they're inexpensive to make, but but let's back up and, and unpack that statement for a second. Okay. A lot of my message right now on TikTok is so simplified because I want people that follow me to understand don't overcomplicate trying to build wealth. So many people overcomplicate it and think you have to invent the next Facebook or the next Dyson sweeper or the next iPhone. You don't. Some of the simplest ideas can make you very, very rich. I could go on for hours about people that I know that invented one simple thing and they've made millions, if not tens of millions of dollars off of it. So that's going to be one of my key messages is teaching people how to get started in entrepreneurship and building businesses, but also getting them to simplify their thought process on making money and building wealth because too many people on TikTok and Instagram overcomplicate it and make it seem like you have to be an engineer 
or a programmer or something like that to do it. And it's just so not true. So not true at all. Yeah, I think that there's a big difference. I think people, you know, they do. We, we, not people in general, because I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. Like overcomplicate things and think that they have to. What I always say is, you know, you've got to take messy action. It doesn't need to be perfect. Nothing needs to be perfect because the truth is, it never will be. And so you have to find yourself in this place where you're just like willing to put one foot in front of the other, and you know, just trust that you know, like the Wizard of Oz, that the road is going to appear as you continue to step. But you have to be willing to step. And I think people also get it backwards that they think that they have to find confidence first and courage first and all these things. But the confidence comes after you start doing things, you know? Yeah. I did a podcast this morning and one of the key takeaways was that point right there. And the word that stuck in my mind was validation. So many people feel that when they have an idea for a business and it can be something as small as you're going to crochet something and put it on Etsy, or you're going to go flip something and put it on you know, Craigslist. But they end up in this situation, and that's why analysis paralysis is such a strong controlling factor in people's lives right now. Because right. If, you, if you go on Instagram and TikTok every day, like most of us do, and you're scrolling through for entertainment or for learning purposes or whatever the purpose might be, the problem is, is that you have information overload. And then right. what happens? is you don't know what to believe because you see so many people with completely different messages on the same topic. So like for me, I try to eat super clean 80 to 90% of the time, but it's so frustrating because you'll have one TikTok account or one doctor on TikTok that says eggs are bad for you, even though our whole lives we've been told that eggs are one of the best proteins. Then you got another guy saying, you know, eggs are the best you can have. Then you got one guy that's saying all seed oils are deadly for your gut. And you got someone else saying that it's not proven. So I think that that is one of the biggest issues with people now. And in my takeaway and piece of advice is to go ahead and scroll through TikTok, go ahead and scroll through Instagram, but find people that you can debunk or prove that their information is solid and really go all in with those people because then they're like free mentors to you. Because at the end of the day, there's so much information out there now and it's so confusing that it's just really difficult to know who to follow and who to believe. That is the that is the truth. And I think, you know, we get too caught up in all of the consumption that we also quiet our own voices and don't listen to our own intuition and our own gut. And I think that's also vastly important um, when finding success. And so, you know, you said but also, also- But also with dating. It's incredibly, I'm single right now and it's been very difficult to date because I have to try and decipher the matrix and just go, here's who I am, who are you and know if the intentions are good because, you know, I am a public figure, I'm, I'm decently well known and it's just so difficult because there's just so many games and so many things being played and it's no different from business to personal life that it's just really hard to find people's authentic self because I think a lot of people don't know what's authentic to them, their own self. Well, I think that's probably true as well. Yeah. That's why I'm big on meditation. I think you have to get quiet enough to hear. (laughs) 100%. 
Yes. You have to get quiet enough to hear. Otherwise, yeah, you just get clouded by, you know, not knowing what's up and what's down, what's right and what's wrong and who really has your best interest at heart and who who doesn't. Yeah. And you know what, though, in, in going on an offshoot for, you know, in terms of relationships, I think I don't think anybody actually really does play games when it's right. I mean, I, I'm I, foolish to think that, but I just don't think that's the thing. Well, when I was thrown back into the single life. 13 months ago, I was so naive because I'd only been with two women for 14 years. So I was like, oh, I'm a nice guy. I'm professional. I've got my shit together. This will be easy to meet someone cool. And I was so wrong. I trusted way too much and believed way too much. So I don't know. I'm not saying that I don't still have an open mind and an open heart because I do. But I just wish people could just be more, more authentic. But the whole point is that I, I think people are confused on what's authentic to them because of the information overload. I think it's possible. I mean, listen, it used to be like TikTok has surpassed Google as the number one search, en- search engine. Yeah. So you've got an entire platform of people who are not experts talking about things that they are not experts on. And then yep. everyone is just taking it at face value and going with it. And then not to mention, you see someone put something that's a fallacy out into the world. And for whatever reason, you know, maybe it goes viral because it isn't true, right? Maybe it goes viral because yeah. it isn't true. Maybe because so many people comment and say, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Or they share it and they're like, this person's an idiot. This isn't true, right? Let's just say. And then it goes viral for that reason. But then maybe somebody else sees that that thing was successful and then they just copy it and paste it. And it's this, this is how the rumor mill gets started. But if if TikTok is the number one search engine, we, you can see where I'm going here, that that's problematic. <laughs> well, and you got to look at it that the beauty of modern society, and I preach this all the time in my speaking engagements on TikTok everywhere is... There is no better time in history, definitely not in my history on this planet, to really create a meaningful personal brand and create wealth. There's no better time. I tell the story that when I would create a website, let's say 15 years ago to sell something online, to build the website in the back end and have the shopping cart and everything built out was fifteen dollars to $20,000. Now you can have a website with a back end, with social media attached, everything up and running for under $100. So it's like, it's this beautiful storm of ease if you know where to look. And that's why I'm trying to use my TikTok as a platform to give people the courage to simplify things down and just use what's in front of them to be able to create something meaningful for for themselves because we're not taught financial education in schools even now. And so many people are wore out by the fake gurus that are just trying to sell their $999 get rich quick package. So I'm just trying to provide value. And I hope that I can help a few people get to where they want to go and where they have of that dream life. And then I'm winning if I can do that. Yeah. I mean, it's so true about they don't teach financial success and how to create wealth uh, in high school. We're learning, you know, all these things that we don't even use. Um, but it's just, it is very, very interesting. So you, you've talked about this on your social media platforms that, you know, you became a millionaire at the age of 23. Yep. So, you know, and then you share tips. What are some tips that you can share for people in their 20s? And then if there are different tips for people in their 30s or et cetera, um, for how to find success, create success. Um, and I don't want to say necessarily become a millionaire because I don't know what people's goals are, but 
you know, create wealth. Yeah, I would say the tips right now at any age is to figure out what you're good at, what you're passionate about. But the number one thing, in my opinion right now, if you're struggling financially or you're having issues growing, it's all mindset. So many people have the wrong mindset. In my comments are thousands and thousands of comments of people saying, well, I don't have any money. How am I going to get started? I don't have anybody to help me. How am I going to get started? And all of that is just, those are just excuses. Those are victim mentality excuses because right now, almost everything we have in front of us, technology-wise, is free. You can, like I said, you can literally right now You could go out today, you could start a website, bobswindowcleaning.com, launch it for free on Wix or one of the sites, attach the social media to it and Google and and Meta, and you could get started. You could run digital ads for Bob's Window Cleaning Service with $5 a day. You could go to a FedEx Kinko's store, whatever they're called. You could print out flyers and go door to door in the neighborhood by your house, get 10 clients a week that you clean their windows for $40 a shot once a month. All of those things, there's so many spectrums of where you can get immediate money, but it all comes down to this. You have to give up your comfort first to be able to get enough money and enough income to then you can go big and try to do the bigger dreams that you have. What people I think forget is they forget one simple step. They go get a nine to five job and go, oh, I got a job, check that off the box. And they think that's enough. But a nine to five job, unless it's a very high paying specific nine to five job, isn't enough anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything is expensive. So I always tell people, and then they think I'm crazy. Like I'm like, get the nine to five job, get two side hustles. Those two side hustles, live off the nine to five job, take the money from the two side hustles, open a brokerage account, start investing and get started there. And so people say, where do I start? It really is as simple as Google, what are the top five best performing index funds for 2023? I have said it a hundred times, probably a thousand times this week and people don't listen. Literally Google it, pick from that list. I gave the list on one of my TikToks And then open a brokerage account, start with 50 bucks and put 50 bucks in every single week if you can or 100 bucks and start there and let the compounding and the profit from the index funds do the work. But the, the difference is it goes back to mindset. People, when they get money, automatically think, what can I go buy with it? And then they look in their Amazon cart, they look in their Revolve clothing cart, they look in their Sheen cart, they look in all those places instead of thinking, I just got this money. What can I invest it in? That one shift in mindset, one shift would change millions of people's lives if they could think about where they can invest first and what they can do to be a consumer second. Because like like me, this phone that we're doing this interview on, it's not the newest iPhone. It's like one or two models old. It works perfect. But yet some of the brokest people I know have brand new iPhones. They have brand new, just came out Air Max 90s. They have the latest, greatest new BMW. And all of that stuff just prevents you from ever being achieving wealth 
if you don't do the mindset switch of getting out of the consumer-based mindset. Wow. I also, that also like just makes me think about, you know, Steve Jobs and how he literally wore the same outfit every day. And I know that that was in, I know that he did that because he would eliminate decisions that he needed to make throughout the day. I know that was his tactic, but also beyond that, like he wasn't spending all of his money on the newest, latest, greatest, whatever Nikes or whatever it is, all the flashy showy stuff. Um, but that's also the thing is like, I always get a red flag. If someone has to tell me they're great, you know what I mean? Instead of you just show people, you know what I mean? Yep. Like if someone, yep. do you know what I, do you know what I mean by that? I guess if you were buying designer clothes, you are showing people, but that's not what I mean by that. Um, you, you get what I'm saying though, right? And I'm okay with people that buy nice things. I buy nice, mm-hmm. th- but you have to put, if you're in your twenties and thirties and you're not doing everything you can to create the velocity of money into your accounts and into your life. And you're more worried about putting on this front of what you're buying and partying all the time and wasting all your money. That's just crazy because if I knew what I knew now back in my 20s, I'd have been retired 20 years ago and nobody would know who I was. I made enough money early that I could have retired and had a great life. And so, so the difference is, is that just people don't understand, like they think working eight hours a day is enough. And it's just so crazy because if you work, let's say you work a nine to five job and then you sleep eight hours, you still have eight, eight more hours to eat right, be fit and spend, let's say four hours of it a day learning skill sets to improve your life later on because compound interest is the greatest wealth builder there is. And if you get money in early that you're getting into these accounts, let it go, it's going to make a world of difference when you turn 40 or 50 or 60, because then you're compounding and you've been compounding money for 30 to 40 years, which is just mind blowing if you put it into a compound calculator. It actually is. It's actually, it it really will blow your mind. Like when I learned, when I learned about compound interest, I was like, hold on. So you're telling me if I just start younger and I put the same exact amount in versus if I start doing the same exact, like, but later in life, like it, it makes a world of difference. Yeah, it, it really is. An additional 10, 10 years of compounding, even of only putting $100 a month away, is just astronomical once it gets to the 40-year mark. It really is. Yeah. And, thing, and so with my TikTok especially, I am just going to keep pounding the pavement as long as people will listen to get them to start early and often. And really, and, and that's one of the good things that a, a big section of like millennials are starting to realize and learn is that all of these you know, luxury goods and all of these items that are showy just aren't necessary. And like, it's okay to have nice things, but I figure you shouldn't own a really nice watch. You shouldn't have luxury clothes and you shouldn't have a luxury car until you have at least a hundred thousand dollars in an investment account making money. That's kind of my low barometer because at the end of the day, if you're a real estate agent and you're in Miami, Well, obviously you can't show up to a $5 million listing in a $5,000 car because they won't respect you. So there are certain things that I agree are important that you have as a certain look and a certain feel and a certain stature, but too many other people that don't need it all still do it. And I watch it every single day when someone, you know, goes to the mall because they're bored and spends $300 when God, if they would just take that 300 and put it away on a regular basis, 
they would just thank me from the dead in 20 years, 30 years and be like, oh my God, thank God I listened to that guy because they don't listen. I feel like I needed to hear this though, because I am also very guilty of, you know, $300 in my Amazon cart. Like you, and then you said the revolve and I'm like, shit, he's talking to me. (laughs) Well, the thing of it is, the thing of it is, it's, it's just, it couldn't, it's just so factual. That's the beauty is the math doesn't lie. The math ain't nothing. And it, and it's really one mindset change. Like for me, one of the greatest joys I have during the day, and it's usually around 10 a.m., is when I go in and check my investment account. Yeah. And when you go, and obviously we're in a recession right now and the markets aren't great. But when you go into your, when you go and we have long, long periods of, of bull markets where you go in and you look at your account and you're like, oh my God, and it's the best feeling ever when you did nothing and the profits and compounding does the work. And it's just the best feeling ever because the only way to really become wealthy or one of the greatest ways to become wealthy is you can't trade time for money because you can only scale so much. There's only so many hours a person can work a day. And even if you're making $100 or $200 an hour, it's still not gonna add up to a lot if you don't have other sources of income that you're using the money with because you you can't trade time for money. That's why... You know, physicians and lawyers, yeah, they make great earned income, but if they don't diversify their income, they're not going to become ultra wealthy off of making two, $300,000 a year. They're just not. 100% right. Yeah. True. It is true. So, so then a good piece of advice is to release the things that are a time suck, as you call it, uh, in your day. Um, and I, I've been leaning into this so much because I've been talking about it on the podcast, but you know, my word for 2023 is alignment, right? Because I realized I was so stressed out towards the end of 2022. And it was because I felt like I had so much on my plate all of the time, you know, trying to bring my first physical product to market, trying to host a podcast, teaching 10 soul cycle classes a week, um, trying to write a book, like all these things I'm trying to do. And I, on top of that, you know, I was a talent development leader at soul cycle. So I'm mentoring other instructors, how to, you know, reach the level of success that, that I found within the company. And so I had to sit down and I thought to myself, okay, like, I've got to complete some of these projects and take them off my plate. Some of them are no longer working. Um, some of them don't like lead, like what's the end goal here? Where are we going with this? And and why am I doing this? You know, really sitting with yourself and taking a look at, you know, the bird's eye view of, of the things that you do, how you spend your time, what's on your plate and what's working, what's no longer working. What do you need to let go of? And what, what can we do better here? Because I was totally stressed. And so for me, like, while I absolutely love soul cycle, cause I work there, obviously it just was not working anymore for me to mentor and be a talent development lead. Uh, and so, you know, I took that off my plate and it's not going anywhere. The position is still there. I can apply for it next year. If I want to, I can come back on the team, you know, it's not going anywhere. And when right. I tell you, I took one thing off of my plate and it made a world of difference. I was like, Oh, and it's like, these things are like, duh, you know what I mean? And, and here's what I, what I realized, and I'm going to record a whole solo uh, episode on this because I feel so passionately about it. But so I was talking to friends about this. And then in the middle of this conversation, I said, wow, I took this one thing off my plate. That's amazing. I actually feel so good. I feel weight lifted off my shoulders. And then I sat there and I said, these words came out of my mouth. I said, with all that free time, I think 
I think I could probably teach more meditation. I could start recording more meditations. I could, you know, start sharing more meditations. And then I thought to myself, bitch, no, just because you take something off your plate does not mean you need to fill all of the space. Like that, like that's what got you to that place in the first place. So it's to me, it was like, it was like, okay, alignment, what is working? What feels really good for me right now? What's fueling my tank? And what do I care deeply about passionate? What am I passionate about? And then go all in deeper on those things. Stop trying to add more things. This is the conversation. This is the aha moment for me. Yeah. That's part of the shiny ball syndrome. A lot of people feel that more is better. and, And I'm guilty of it. Even right now, this in the past 45 to 60 days, I have either, I'm in the process of taking buyouts, walking away, and just giving up equity in companies that don't serve me. Because a lot of times it looks good on paper and people are like, wow, you own part of that, you own part of that, and you're busy with that, and you're involved And that's in that. what it was for me. It was an ego thing to say, I'm a talent development lead. Yeah. I, it was and ego. It all- I realized that my intentions behind it, it was probably ego-driven. And they were, that's a whole other side conversation, yeah. but- we, we could talk about that for hours, but yeah. And so a lot of it comes down to, you said alignment, and it's just really important that get rid of the things. So there's, a, there's an old thing called the 80-20 rule in business. And what it was is a lot of people spend 80% of their time making 20% of their money, and then they make uh, where they should be making 80% of their money on 20% of their time. We're all guilty of it. And I'd have companies that I'm like, man, I haven't made any money all year on this company, but it still has my focus two hours a day, one hour a day, five hours a week, whatever it is. Once you get rid of those blockages and you put yourself more all in to what is serving you and is aligned with you, it is mind blowing what happens to not only your financial situation, but your overall kind of wellness because you're not so stressed out that you're not living in the moment. Um, my, my most recent ex, and she's incredible, but she would always be like, God, you know, you're so smart. You should be doing more. You should be making more. You should be. And I'm like, wait a second. I love my life the way it is. I would tell her, I'd be like, we wake up every morning and go to the gym together. Right. I'm like, she's like, yeah. And I'm like, and we usually have lunch together. Right. She's like, yeah. And we go walk every evening. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, most people don't get to do that. The no. ultimate the ultimate freedom in life, bar none, full stop, is owning your own time. If you don't own your time, you're not rich and you're not wealthy. And it's just, you don't have it figured out. There's a lot of guys that have more money than me. I have friends that have a hundred million, $200 million, but they're out of shape. They're unhealthy. They work 80 hours a week. They're never in the moment. They don't see their kids. They don't play with their wives. Because they are so wrapped up in the money that they're forgetting that there's more to life than money. And so you are dead on with alignment. Get rid of the things that don't make your heart sing and make your life and your finances better. Get rid of them. I think it's, I have felt 110% better ever since that I'm like, because now, 
you know, opportunities are always coming, things are always happening. And, you know, now I just think to myself, whenever new opportunities come along, I kind of have a conversation with myself and I'm like, is this going to feel good? Do I want to do this? And then I get quiet. Sometimes I even close my eyes and like, see how like my insides feel. Cause I'm just like, your body knows if like the thing that you're adding on your plate is something that you really want to do, or if it's your ego that wants to do it because you want to feel important because there's nothing wrong with anybody who wants to feel important, but we take on the extra response responsibility at work, or we take on, you know, these things that we don't want to do because we care about how people perceive us and what it looks like at the end of the day. But the thing is like, like, I feel like this entire conversation almost really is hinged around, or is really kind of just the theme here is like creating happiness for yourself in the long term, compound interest. What you do today impacts your life tomorrow, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, these decisions. And so if you're making decisions on a daily basis and taking projects on on a daily basis because you want people to like you or you care about how you look on the outside, like, are those people going to be, are you going to care about their opinion 20 years from now, 10 years from now, like even five years from now? Are you going to care? Probably not. And- Also, you have to ask yourself, I think too, is like, is this bringing me like, what am I gaining from it? Right. I mean, I live in, I, so in Denver, I live in an apartment right now. It's the first apartment I've ever had. And I was like, I moved here on a whim and I was like, I don't want to buy a house right now when the the housing market's at the top and interest rates are skyrocketing. I'm going to get an apartment. I don't know that I'll ever buy another house. I've had so many big houses that were 7,000 square feet, five bedrooms, six baths, all this stuff. And it's a lot of work and a lot of financial drain. And people, you know, I don't know for me. I can probably pinpoint what's happening for you. What is that? As a New Yorker, you have a doorman. You've never had a doorman. Once you have a doorman, you never want to go back. You want to return something. You just drop it off at the front desk and you just leave. Like, that's it. I have the gym. That's it. Yeah, it's all there. I have everything right here. I have a beautiful view of the mountains, an amazing pool, and I don't yeah. have to do it. But um, I'll still have the dream. I'll still have the dream house when I get to, uh, I'm looking around Miami, Coral Gables, around that area right now. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where I think that if people can really turn their thought process around and on themselves and really just do what resonates for them and makes them feel good, but also thinking about what you said about compound interest. That goes for everything in your life. The habits you have today, the people you hang out with today, all of that compounds into what makes your life better later. And that's a huge message because like so many people will smoke or drink alcohol every day or eat bad every day. And then they become obese and they're in their 40s, they're in their 50s, and they can't do sports, they can't go hike anymore, they can barely climb stairs. And they just forget that those are just a choice of their habits over years and years and years. And I think if you just really try to, yeah, you don't have to be in the gym an hour a day, you don't have to be this crazy, like, super muscly person or whatever, to be healthy. It's just a matter of trying to have good practices with your finances and your fitness really and in your business to give you the benefits later on, yep. you know? I mean, yeah. my my mother was a smoker whole life. And then later on in her life, she suffered from all the effects of smoking and it was too late. She's like, well, I'm going to quit now. And it was too late. You know, it just, you got to have the good habits early on. And that's why my message is going to be really continue to be about 
trying to give wisdom to people that are stuck or just starting out on best practices, because it might be something you already know. Yep. You know, I remind you of you like, shit, I'm not going to go to the mall and buy that thing I was going to buy now because I remember what Robert said. So those little subtle reminders are just all that we all need to make our lives better. It really is. I feel like that's a, that's a TikTok in and of itself. Like, it is. Just because every influencer on the internet told you you need this Charlotte Tilbury bl- blush does not mean that you need it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I have one million. I mean, we would have to do a part two. I have so many questions to ask you, but I won't keep you all day. So I will just ask you one more question, which is what is the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self? The best piece of advice I would give my younger self is 100% this, that you can listen to others. You can listen to family, friends, anybody you want. But at the end of the day, when you're making major life decisions, only you and your gut can tell you what is correct. The biggest mistakes I've made in my life have always been by listening to family members, friends, cousins, uncles, or whatever. And the problem is, and the way to summarize this and put it together, is that if they're not going where you're going, they can't help you in the decision. Because building a company and building a brand in modern society is completely different than even 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You know, a lot of people that follow me on TikTok, their parents are now in their 40s, 50s, 60s. And, you know, their parents built a company 30 years ago when you were out on the grind and you had to go door to door and all that. It's a different world now. And so for me, it's always go with your gut. And that's why if you notice every one of my videos has the Nike hashtag, just do it. Not because I'm supportive of Nike, but that is probably the best shortest phrase, you know, in history to, to guide people to just do it. Because if you're not losing and you're not getting defeated and kicked around, then you're not doing enough. Because at the end of the day, if you play it safe your whole life, you're going to die with regret. And so for me, it's go with your gut. I was two decisions in the last 10, 10 years, two decisions that I didn't go where my gut told me to go. And both times would have made me a billionaire. Both times. Yikes. Yeah. So that that would be my number one takeaway is go with your gut no matter what. All right. There yeah. you have it. So thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you. You're welcome. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right. That is a wrap. What a freaking guy. Oh my freaking goodness. I feel like he has just like crazy energy that I'm just like, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess that's probably why he's going so freaking viral on TikTok. I feel like I'm literally going to blink my eyes. Like I'm checking in, right? He's at Robert Croak on Instagram. He's at Robert Croak official on TikTok. And I just have this feeling that I'm like one week from today, I'm going to like log on to TikTok and he's going to be like at a million. I don't know. Um, but it's pretty wild to see that growth. Um, when you just apply yourself and put yourself out there and when you share the knowledge that you have and the expertise that you have. So yeah, that's what we got for you today. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at very best self. Follow me on Instagram at Victoria Brown. You know what I'm guys, do I start plugging my, my TikTok? Follow me on TikTok at Victoria Brown underscore underscore. Um, I need to get a better handle. LOL. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I'll see you guys next week. Make sure you're subscribing, sharing, giving us five stars, all the good stuff. Um, love you. Mean it. Bye.